the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. On 930 a.m., the answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Trace is up here on the porch with us, and Jerry is rounding the corner, coming up to the mic, and here he is. All right. We're on the air. We're on the air. Well, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We encourage you, like so many other folks, to come on out, enjoy the day, enjoy the amazing maze, the terror train, the pumpkin patch, the most sincere pumpkin patch in San Antonio. We're we're expecting visits from the great pumpkin. So, uh, I saw the cutest thing a while ago. Okay, and I was walking up to the checkout line. Yeah, did you want to put your headphones on? You can put them on. I can talk without the headphones. Okay, huh? I don't know how you do that. <laughs> now, don't but, get fused, confused. Con- yeah, <laughs> you saw the cutest there, thing. There was a little, almost, I bet he wasn't two years old, pushing a wagon. His daddy was pulling, and he was pushing his wagon, a wagon full of pumpkins and flowers and stuff. Oh, okay. But he he could he could not walk. He was that young oh. without holding onto the wagon. Man, you talking about a picture? Yeah. Did you take one? No. If I don't. Oh, if your phone, your I could have with my flip can you, phone. Can you take it with your flip phone? You have a camera on there? No. Oh. <laughs> but uh, it was cute to say. I told told his mama. I said that boy's gonna go up to be a worker. Yeah. <laughs> and she bust out laughing, but that was the cutest thing. And I was upset they didn't have him a little one. So if you still had your volunteer crew, you would have hired him. To yeah, come on the absolutely. Volunteer, even at two, okay. Uh, the the way uh, where we used to hire him was when they were old and retired. Oh, you're gonna go go younger, huh? <laughs> well, get him on the payroll uh, for the. Whether the next group, Milton and I were watching a a young couple with a, a little. She must have been two years old. She could, I mean, she could she could walk, but she was all excited <laughs> about the pumpkin patch and everything. <laughs> but it turned out the the mom and the dad were at least as excited about about it. They they would uh, pick up a pumpkin and then he he'd show his his wife and she said yeah yeah. And then she'd pick up one, and yeah, yeah. And the, and the little baby was, 
was uh, she just <laughs> all excited and watching and smiling. It, did he, did I suggested I, I would get him another wagon. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. It sobered him up. Yeah, it did. Sorry. Yeah, she yeah. just got yeah. him the other wagon. Yeah, that's some, yeah, we feel that that's enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's lots of fun here. Great pumpkins. As you can hear, it's a good time for the entire family to come on out. Take some pictures in the pumpkin patch, too. What? Turn it down? Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're kind of loud. All right. Well, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And if you want to see a lot of butterflies, Mill Burgers is also the place to be. Um, yeah, yeah, that, the on the benches the, and the, the, the rows the, in front. The dianthus are really getting. Their yeah, attention. aren't they? Yeah, that's from the that's that's a giant swallowtail there, not the not the largest specimen that we've seen, but it's uh, and then black black swallowtail. Um, lots of action. Mm-hmm. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight. 8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. You'll be able to hear the terror train go by in just a second. And uh, with all the little kitties, it is full of kids. Another cute girl. Cute little late girl. Yeah, everybody's on it. All right, Trace is going to come back in a sec. They're doing, they're doing good keeping, keeping us older people and more uh, filled out than... Uh, the kids from riding that train. Oh, okay. You tried to sneak on yesterday. I saw that. Yeah. You were just swenched well, down real low. I saw you. There wasn't there. many on there. So no, I, I don't know why they wouldn't let you on. But all <laughs> right, we got Trace back. What's going? On? Oh, cool. What's going on, Trace? And I got some. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's coming up for Halloween because we didn't talk about that much oh look at it what look now? at now oh uh, what is all that on uh, black swallowtail black swallowtail and then and uh, giant swallowtails for some people it's squirrels for calvin it's butterflies it is. wow yeah they're all they just they, 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 that first row of dianthus the reds and the whites are really attracting attention from the uh, pollinators all right 210-308-8867. So next Sunday, a week from today, uh, we will have the uh, hopefully have the uh, University Health uh, System mammogram uh, vehicle. And uh, we encourage you to go to MillburgerNursery.com. They want you to register in advance uh, for that. So uh, go to MillburgerNursery.com, and you'll see the link, and it's easy to do. Uh, that will be here from 10 to 2 next Sunday. And then on the 29th, uh, we've got the Blood Drive. Lions Club is going to be here on the 29th. I've heard. And uh, what else is going on, Trace? Uh, that weekend, we're going to have face painting, balloon art, uh, roasted corn. Yeah. Um, poor, poor Jerry's getting ready for the roasted corn. Halloween costume contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the staff. For the staff. Are you going to have Are you going to have officers on duty? Uh, probably. Yeah. Okay. So the competition gets pretty stiff. Well, the best part about our competition is a lucky customer, because the customers do all the voting. Yeah, they vote on the best one. Um, so one customer will get their name drawn, and they will get a good-sized gift certificate. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, that's another good day for uh, uh, coming out and taking pictures and having a good time. 
Uh, the maze is up. Maze is up. We've got the, the amazing hay is, the maze. Hay is here. Yeah. Oh. And it is spectacular hay, by the way. What is, oh, is this it? flower over there? Oh, he sees the cyclamen. No. Oh, beautiful red cyclamen. She's got a whole... coming. Is there a? But or... back on the hay thing, because there's probably yeah. people out there that have goats and Oh, cows. okay. <laughs> they, so... You mean they like hay more than cyclamen? Huh? Uh, they could. Yeah. You're going to talk about cyclamen the rest of the day. I just want to talk they, about hay they, for yeah, the next thirty seconds. Goats and cows. They might like it. Or horses. So this yeah. is a. This is a. We're assuming it's a coastal Bermuda. They call it gordo. Bordo, Gordo, Gordo. Okay. So that's like Fat Boy. Yeah. Translation. So uh, it is uh, at a wonderful price. I believe we did it at fourteen ninety nine. Okay. I think. Oh, there it is. I couldn't figure where that was coming from because you weren't okay. But uh, that's uh, all right. So we got all that here at the nursery, and uh, when's the so corn? The corn is on the 29th. Oh. I can hardly wait. Yeah, you got a couple more weekends to wait, though. <laughs> oh, man. You could bring in your own corn. Uh, it's never as good as theirs. No, theirs is really good with all the <laughs> toppings and the butter and the. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. And I think it's all donation based. So it's. Uh, yeah. You, you pay for it, but all the proceeds go to. Yeah. Uh, I, for, I think they're going to the American Cancer Society. Yeah, it could be. Uh, switches off every once in a while, every What's year. That? Oh, I just said the charities. It's not yeah. always the well, we'll check same, but it, is, but it is 100% to the charity. He looked like he had, a, he had something he needed to do. So, All right, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Uh, you want to talk about cyclamen? <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're very, very spy, uh, spectacular. Um, and it, I don't know if this was a, a conspiracy or not, but they put my favorite bloom color, the purple um, cyclamen, uh, right on the edge, facing us, and it just... Uh, I bet just, it'd be pretty if you mix some white in there. Well, in white, that's what I, I used to, You know, I used to do red and white, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's the cl- kind of the classic mix, yeah. and, and there are lots of red and whites, and then there's pinks, and several <laughs> several versions of uh, pinks. But that, I, I think I like the purple by itself. I mean, it's just an a unbelievable color. And uh, I always uh, f- feel bad for the leaves on Cyclamen because they're, you know, <laughs> they too. would be attractive if you didn't have any blooms. But yeah. it's, with those kind of blooms, it's hard to notice. Even those la- leaves with tracings on there, silver mm-hmm. and dark green and uh, yeah. uh, the Oh, kind of the waxy, look, waxy look. Well, they used to be a main florist, uh, you know, sold as as a florist plant to uh, to put it indoors on uh, on display. Oh yeah, yeah for a ho- hospital. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, but they're uh, well, they're that's another thing we we try to remind everybody each year. You if. Uh, They'll they'll live a long time in in the house. You give them a little oh yeah uh, oh wet uh, eastern exposure, bright window. Yeah, you know my yeah, my, my wife Judy experimented <laughs> uh, with them one year and and it was a, a little bit reminded me like the African violets. It kind of, mm. They were kind of taking over the whole room, and she finally has hey enough. <laughs> <laughs> but they they're unbelievable. The other thing is they're they're in full bloom now, 
and you put put them in the landscape, and they'll they bloom constantly until it gets to, uh, to warmer. Um, probably end of April or into May when they mm-hmm. they start to decline. Uh, but gosh, if you've never if you've never viewed uh, uh, cycle, the cyclamen and the choice of colors, it's it's worth the trip just to see them. And then Trey Trey says, uh, the, I think I see them over there. The primula too. Yes, we got in some some primrose. Yeah. Now that the thing about the prim, the primulas are that they've got they ha- they have a growth habit like the pansies, uh, and they've got a, a fancy leaf like the cyclamen and the and, the, and an intense bloom. It yeah. Look, it looks like a tough African violet with happier colors. Yeah. Okay. I and I I can't help but describe both cyclamen yeah. and, and primula as uh, show paint. Yeah. It just so it's so deep and intense the colors uh but they're both of them are you grow them in the shade during the winter time and uh trace did we ever determine that the primula had a little bit more cold tolerance than the cyclamen so you and me determined that uh, i'm not sure everybody else agrees with us but uh from fact of covering not covering it sure seems like the primrose handled it better they're not. Neither of them is real. Yeah, sensitive. none was bad, but the, prim, the primrose yeah. uh, cyclamen, the bloom can freeze off, and it's got more coming. But the primrose just, just like a, a linebacker went right through it, no problem. Huh. And if you if you I want got a football analogy after yesterday's uh, oh, big win, forty nine yeah. zip, forty nine nothing, biggest win in history, in terms of points. Yes, I figured. Yeah. <laughs> well, points for one team. Yes, points for one team. <laughs> for those yeah. those two particular teams. Yeah. Against yes, against each other. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, the, come and see the the primulas and, and the cyclamen, and uh, if you want you want something really impressive at your uh, front door, as long as it's in the in the shade, um, those are the plants to, to select for the winter. Yeah, I'm. Wa- are you sure finished? <laughs> I am. He will never. Well, be, he will yeah. never be finished. No, uh, I'm wondering. We should, we should do a pool, a little like you do a football pool, and see when will Calvin buy the cyclamen. You pick a date. You kind of. Well, I'm. You know, I've got that uh, commitment on some traveling next week, or else I would be. Uh, oh. Because no. these uh, these are looking good. I'm not telling him when they're going on sale. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, in, that's intentional. Well, he's pro- he probably w- he generally waits until after I buy mine. Yeah, yeah, right. That's yeah. A, that's a it's tradition. Yes, <laughs> it's a holiday tradition. Why, why break tradition? Yeah. <laughs> I have something I need to ask Trace. Oh, um, Trace, run! Hold on. Me, me. Did I leave papers? I did. He did. He didn't get to. No, I didn't see those. Oh, right. <laughs> take those away. <laughs> Give me that. Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about liquid fence. Okay, we got it. Uh, it stinks uh, horribly. Okay. Uh, Works well, but stinks horribly. Okay, but didn't you say this? There's a new one that doesn't stink as bad? Or yeah, the, yes. Uh, but brand, is, it is, is it as effective? Yes. Uh, I Must Garden is the brand name. I Must Garden. And they take the same kind of stinky stuff, and then they mask it with something that's not so bad to us. So oh, okay. one of them has a spice scent, one has a mint 
added to it. Uh, so it's not as repulsive to us as <laughs> but just as repulsive fits. and effective to right. the deer. And their their analogy is uh you know deer can get used to one particular fragrance. Oh. So because of that that's why they came out with two. So when if you alternate <laughs> you can uh you can keep them you know use one till it stops working and then you can stay within the same brand and go to another one. Yeah, and you just keep switching back and forth. Yeah. Now, is that sold in uh gallons or uh, what is that so uh, Tw- 24 on. ounce so there's concentrates yeah, there's hose ends i think there's gallon ready to use wow okay but the concentrate you got a concentrate that you mix we in. got a concentrate that they can mix and we got a concentrate that they can just hook to a hose oh okay although don't do it on a windy day yeah <laughs> Huh. Or your spouse <laughs> may not talk to you for a while. There you go. This is worse than a skunk, just so y'all know. <laughs> uh, well, I yeah, I, I asked Calvin uh, yesterday. Did he he he's used liquid vest, and I asked him, does it still stink when you mix it? He mixes it from concentrate. That's horrible. Well, quit it. <laughs> that's to be to make the deer go away. There well, was, I I like it uh, for. You know, we, as we've mentioned for years now, even on the plants that are on the deer-proof list that the deer really don't like, <laughs> they have a tendency to want pull them up or get curious yeah, about taste them. them. And uh, yeah, you and want you want to use the at least the first three months. Well, Trace does it a little longer than I do. But, <laughs> yeah. So I, I look at it too. The plants are pumped. So they've been fed and watered their entire little lives. Oh, yeah. So they need to acclimate to the real world to get a closer to uh, deer-resistant taste. There you go. Uh, one, our our uh, Dorothy Weedy, who is one of our <laughs> uh, long-term master gardeners, uh, she <laughs> and she's uh, a senior gardener, uh, but she... She uh, moans and groans about the deer and iris. You know, iris. Oh, they, they yeah. don't. They don't generally eat eat iris. But uh, Dorothy was tell, telling me about how they on, on her one of recent recent planting. They just they went and pulled every single one of her plant, iris plants out. Yeah, the deer. The, the, so she'd have to plant something different. Well, she had to replant the. <laughs> Those deer are not stupid. Uh, I'm, not iris. I'm, I'm surprised but, Dorothy's not putting them in the freezer. Well, she, the deer? She, yeah. The yeah, that's deer. what I, I was thinking. What She's probably thinking <laughs> of a solution with the deer. I'm wondering how Calvin got away with calling her a senior. Oh. oh. <laughs> she, 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 never mind. Yeah, don't, don't uh, go there. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, okay, uh, your next question real quick. Well, uh, I, I was uh, looking for something that the deer wouldn't eat that blooms in the winter. Uh, that can be used in beds in the winter. And, of course, we t- talked about Angelonia, but that's not sold in the winter. It's not. But uh, our Ancolius is on our deer-resistant list. Okay. But it's not so. It'll freeze, too. But one that won't freeze that a lot of people overlook is Dusty Miller. And you usually have a bunch of them. Well, we do. Okay. I-, I think there's two better ones. What's that? Snapdragons. And calendulas. They freeze. No. Snapdragons? Snapdragons. Yeah. And calendulas. 
No, they're fine. Okay. Well, they have, they, they traditionally, uh, not the calendulas, but the snapdragons traditionally have a, a pause, I call it, <laughs> in, in January or uh, early February. The coldest part of the winter, uh, they, they uh, slow down blooming and then they, re- they recover their bloom. And then and they, the most spectacular part of their bloom period is, is after that, starting about in early February. And they go quite a long time in the spring. Hey, we need to take a break. While we do, you call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or come by and visit with us. You can hear the activity out here, people milling around, having a good time, enjoying the, the uh, terror train as they yell at us each time they go by. Uh, so uh, we'll be back in a moment. Uh, the number to call, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas up right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer. Hey, take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, because if you're not happy with your pest control company, i got one that you're going to be happy with. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Warren Remy and uh, the full Remy family have been doing this now for a long time. Since 1976, they have been your Weber protection, and they do a terrific job. There are oftentimes, I mean, I've heard this story more than once where someone has had a problem with another pest control company and they, they get Spider-Man involved and that's the last one they use because Spider-Man fixes it up because he looks at everything holistically, what's causing it and how to get rid of it. So you can trust Spider-Man to get rid of your roaches, rats, ants, fleas, uh, even some landscaping stuff that he is... Uh, he can help you treat, too. So check him out online, GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, uh, or call him at 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721. All right, uh, our number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Give us a call with your gardening question. What's going on in the garden? What is going on with most people now? I guess we have the vegetables. Vegetables are doing well. They they love this cool weather. <laughs> yeah, uh, the greens and um, see the carrots are carrots are up if they're seeding. And uh, I saw radishes. Radishes. You were talking about you were bragging about your radishes. And uh, <laughs> I saw I saw one beet up so far. <laughs> So and, I, and I planted my uh, rutabagas. My seed showed, right. uh, showed up from the internet, and uh, I went ahead and planted. They haven't sprouted yet, have they? Hmm? They haven't sprouted yet. Not have yet. Not yet. That's good. Uh, <laughs> the uh, we hope wish for little oh, okay. miracles. Uh, oh, we forgot to ask Trace about the Crawford reseeding lettuce. We'll wait till it comes back. Yeah. I, I think he said he had some. I thought he did too, but you know, I just like but, to check. Uh, uh, the uh, you yeah, can, you, uh, you be sure to bring when you have some radishes to eat. Uh, you bring some up here and let Milton try. I don't think Milton's a radish. No, here. I've had radishes and salads and other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, she'll enjoy these, grown in Calvin's garden. 
you know, he's always setting you up, so I don't know what the... What the, <laughs> well, don't, what the don't, don't think of me that way, Milton. Well, you know, it's... Think of me as a here, teacher. Bill, here, uh, Billy brought all these peppers. I, uh, bet, I don't bet they're not hot. Why don't you try it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That worked on my, ki- on my yeah. kid when he was younger. Yeah, well, it probably only worked once. You never trusted anything you gave him again. Uh, he, still, he still remembers that. Yeah, I bet. And he remembers me telling him to eat them. Yeah, what, what was it? Was that the same thing? Was it that a was, uh That was... Uh, Child abuse, I think. <laughs> I think so, That yeah. was a Parsons Potent Chili Penguin. Okay. That was the first time we harvested. What's happened to the penguins? I, I got some seed in the in, in my the refrigerator. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, I, I don't know if people are like them or not, but... Uh, I've been watching. I've been looking at these ornamental peppers. Yeah, they're here, beautiful. That are just killer, and uh, they uh, really would be pretty in a Thanksgiving and less into Christmas decoration. But uh, uh, the penguin is very attractive, as is the real grande gold. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Did I tell y'all that? Uh, David Rodriguez is talking to a commercial seed company to grow Rio Grande Gold. All right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of ha- makes me happy and kind of makes me sad. It's with Ball, Ball Seed Company, one of the biggest. Okay. So uh, they, <laughs> they were wondering whether to uh, credit Ben Villion with it. I was talking to Dr. Stein. Larry Stein. Yeah. And uh, I said, absolutely, you need to tell the history of it. Yeah. It was never officially released. Maybe released after Ben uh, left. But that pepper has innate uh, virus resistance built in, being put in there. But, uh, and I wonder if they're going to call it beltsless. Probably not. I think they call it burpless. Not belt. No, that's uh, cucumbers. Oh, is that right? You okay. can't reuse that. <laughs> oh, is that a law? It's, it's <laughs> probably, <laughs> but it should be called belchless. Okay, belchless is kind of a crude. What? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's oh, it's crude if you do it, <laughs> but not when you say it, right? Uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll see how that develops, but I, I'm I'm excited that uh, that pepper is going to be saved yeah. somewhere other than a refrigerator. Just your refrigerator every year. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's it's a great. Good, it's a great pepper. I've enjoyed it. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's it's really pretty at this time of the year yeah. too. Are they going to go with a mild? Because uh, remember, there was the hot this yeah, year. Yeah, there was this hot this year. Go with the mild. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think the mile has more more appeal for salads and things yeah. like that. But uh, I I don't know if Ben made the created the hot. No, I think I think the guy that followed him. did Well, that. I was going to say nature did, but I guess nature created the one that wasn't hot too. Yeah, so yeah. Um, Ben Ben kind of helped nature with that. Yeah, there stuff. you go. But it was it was only. It was a bit through natural crossing that uh, he produced uh, the real grande gold. There wasn't any 
genetic engineering going on. Oh, good. Right after, real close to when Ben retired, he took a course in genetic engineering. Oh. But I don't think he ever used it in his in his crosses. But anyway, uh, yesterday we were talking about the uh, this week in the garden with Calvin's in Calvin's article yesterday, which is about uh, uh, cold, cool weather annuals keep blooming through the winter. And with that in mind, I want to ask anybody that have had blue bonnets in uh, deer infested <laughs> I don't know if it infested is a word uh, deer infested areas to give me a call and ask me uh, tell me if the deer ate the blue bonnets uh, mm-hmm. I called my major source the other day and uh, he could, couldn't remember that uh, whether they ate them or not okay I remembered that they would eat them some years, oh, and, and some, some, years, years, some nah. years they wouldn't touch them. I know uh, cattle don't like them. No, no, that's right. The far, that's why the ranchers <laughs> fussed me for promoting blue bonnets oh. when the cattle wouldn't eat them. I said, this, this is not for cattle-raising people. But anyway, uh, and that's... Uh, I would, Getting ready for our our uh, plants in uh, in November, in a November, and they have been seeded and oh, have, good. have been transplanted, and uh, so that got done. Uh, uh, but uh, go, reading on down, Kevin uh, <laughs> said, "Now is a good time to begin a bird feeding program." Use feeders with weight-sensitive perches to discourage squirrels and trap white-winged doves from consuming the... I don't, I don't think he said to trap them. What? Am I, I misreading think, that? I think you may be. Yeah, I think that may be your experience. So. <laughs> <laughs> they sure are good cooked, stewed, Milton. Uh... <laughs> From consuming the majority of seed, it also works to use uh, safflower seed rather than sunflower seed to reduce squirrel consumption. <laughs> now, my squirrels are very adaptive because sometimes I forget to, or the water, my water, uh, water perch, uh, my fountain, not fountain, bird bath. When the bird bath goes dry, uh, the squirrels also suffer. And yesterday I looked out on my patio where I keep the dog watered bowls. And I looked and there was a squirrel with his little paws on either side of the bowl drinking water out of that, oh, yeah. <laughs> out of that dog watering bowl. I bet. So they're, they're thirsty too. And this is, October is Squirrel Awareness Month. Is it really? It is. So oh. be aware of your squirrels. Is that is that for Texas or for the United States or what? Just, it's, uh, I'll get some more information. <laughs> it's, it's Squirrel Awareness Month okay. on the calendar. Annual designation. Should I put, I put the uh, 
squirrel recipes on the front page? Sure, if you want to just anger people, yes, you can. <laughs> what? That squirrel was... Appreciation Day is January 21st, by the way. Yeah. We always appreciate squirrels in Tennessee. Yeah. Because but... that's the first hunt oh, okay. that you went on with your youngster. And... Uh, how many squirrels did you appreciate on your first day? <laughs> uh, quite a few. Okay. I think the limit was 12. Per person? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, uh, also the squirrels <laughs> like my cat food. They'll eat the cat food, too. Everything likes cat food. Uh, <laughs> high pro- protein, yeah. Yeah. Some <laughs> yeah. skunks, raccoons. Yeah. They all visit me about uh, 10, <laughs> between 10.30 and 11. Okay. Oh. I look out there. Right after the news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they watch the news yeah. and they come by. They look outside. I put a right, uh, the uh, feed right by the door, this little light and glass door, and uh, so I can see what's out there. And I'm pretty good. I'm pretty satisfied with the possum and the raccoon, but I'm kind of leery of that skunk. Cause if he, he if I scare him, yes, and he sprays at my sliding glass door, I imagine that fragrance, his fragrance or word, smell is going to come in the house. It'll linger, definitely linger there. For yeah, a while. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, it gets so, through. We've had the dogs or cats or somebody <laughs> attack skunks and you can smell in the house oh yeah just a little bit it yeah. goes through whatever we got there's some or, or under the house oh, so, oh yeah. my god <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i walk easy around those skunks are beautiful um yeah i mean they have beauty that one a great i guess the mama skunk that sucker is huge and got the is the prettiest fur you ever saw in your life you know they used to uh uh sell skunk hide and and uh, <laughs> then we were getting an, an old timer i think i was over over east of here because uh, i had been talking about it on the radio and wondering how they get that stink the the skunk odor out of the hide and he comes up to me he's a tough looking guy and uh, and older, mm-hmm. and he said, "Yeah, I I used to trap skunks all the time, and what you do is you bury them. After you get them, uh, bury the hide for a few days, and that's dig them up, and that uh, smell is gone. Huh. Wonder how they found that out. Uh, those old timers, you know, they used to sell a lot of hides of uh, skunks and stuff like that." Anyway, also Calvin how Wright. You, how about how about that 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 period when you were uh, skinning that skunk though? I mean, well, did you, you skin you it de- before you put yeah. it in the soil? No, you oh. you de- de- you get away rid of the odor uh, when you bury them. The whole body. Yeah, the whole body. All right, we're going to get back to Calvin's uh, article in just a second, and uh, we're going to take a break. We have more skunk talk coming up in just a second. <laughs> or Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. You call us with your questions about skunks or squirrels. Jerry can answer those. 
Calvin, oh, actually. Our deer eating blue bonnets. Our deer eating blue bonnets. That's right. We need to know that one. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas, a reminder from the San Antonio water system that we are in stage two water restrictions. So things are still going on and uh, we want you to be able to uh, know everything that you can about that when your watering day is and uh, you can water between you can find that out by going to saws. Uh, org forward slash stage two. Once you find out your day, you'll see, too, that you can water anytime uh, between 7 and 11 a.m. and 7 to 11 p.m. on your watering day. Also want you to know, and you'll see on that website, too, uh, that Saws is out there, and they are uh, citing people, and they are uh, doing that as well. That's not the main point of this, but, you know, don't there's, there's sort of that belief, oh, well, I'll just get a warning. Nope. Uh, according to the, the conservation department, we are past the point of warnings, and so they are citing people and uh, giving out fines. So uh, you can uh, just abide by the rules. You'll avoid that. You'll help uh, the community. You'll be a good steward of water. Go to saws.org uh, forward slash stage two, and you'll see all the information uh, the, on everything on how to do it, what you what you can and can't do, when you can do it, and all that good stuff. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. You do you know the amount of the first fine? I do not. You, you want me to find out for you? Uh, it's on there. Okay. We're right under that, uh, uh, where it tells about. Okay. Karen. Uh, yeah. The dropping the hammer on. Oh. Okay, that's right. (laughs) And yesterday, uh, we were talking about uh, drip irrigation. And, uh, uh uh-oh, it's off. Yeah, we'll get Trace up. Yeah. All right, welcome back. You're okay. (laughs) You you, you miss squirrel talk and skunk talk. Uh, So I didn't miss anything. No, did you want to go and continue on Calvin's article? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he one of the last mention was control broadleaf weeds in your lawn with contact herbicides such as weed-free zone. Now it's gotten cool enough to use weed-free zone, right? I, be- I believe. If okay. not, we're certainly going that direction. Yeah. So that's a uh, forty to eighty-five. Yeah. And I'm, the, uh, I'm trying to get people to. Uh, Review the the labels before they use any, so that they can see yeah. that it's that they're targeting. They're getting a product that that will do a job on the on the yeah. weeds that they're targeting and the, well, the, problem, the conditions that they have. <laughs> the problem is my weeds are not growing either. The lawn's not growing. The weeds are not growing, and you you can't. I don't know. It just takes longer to kill a weed. That's under drought stress. It's, well, a, it's, a, it's growing slower and What amazes me about the, the weeds, though, is the way, like when we had that inch and a uh, half rain. Yeah. yeah. I mean, within a couple of days, the, the weeds the, were coming up already. And they're, they're pretty vulnerable when they, when they first uh, yeah, yeah. germinate there. They're babies. 
but the, but of course the it stayed dry, so even the even the weeds retreated. <laughs> yep. But be ready. If we get some rain, you'll we'll, we'll certainly get the weeds back. What do you mean? If we get some rain, when we get some rain? Well, they originally called for it on Wednesday. Which yeah, I saw that. Is was that super good timing with the hay? Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think it's now postponed. I think it's now like next Sunday or Monday. Yeah, I think I saw it on this Wednesday. Let me look. <laughs> but it was only forty percent. Yeah, it was. It wasn't a lot. <laughs> it did it need but more mile. <laughs> I think that's what you gave it. <laughs> but, Two uh, tongues out. <laughs> but historically, the hay comes in and it rains, so we know it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Sometime this month. <laughs> Let's see what it says. A 20% chance Wednesday night, so yeah, it's it's gotten a little less. Well. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, I, like I said, I, I'm... The temperatures are wonderful. Oh, yeah. Big, big time. Oh, it is going to get. It's going to go just above ninety on Wednesday, ninety-two hmm. for the high. Hmm. Um. I also saw uh, in in uh, Neil Spears' uh, question and answer, he talked. Talk, he got a question in uh, uh, about uh, crepe, crepe myrtles covered with aphids. In the neighborhood, I said, uh, <laughs> I've not noticed them before. Is this an especially bad year for them? It is too too late in the season to spray them, isn't it? Uh, it's not for crepe myrtles. Aphids are all over pecans, oaks, and other shade trees, as well as several other species of shrubs. And yes, this is probably the worst year he's ever seen, Neil's ever seen. Oh, really? Wow. And uh, uh, Dr. Stein, Dr. Larry Stein, uh, talked to him, and they're bad on pecans, too. And uh, But the recommendation from the state, uh, for, uh, from pecan growers, is you don't spray them. You, you, don't, you can't control them. And if you spray them, you get rid of the beneficials. So uh, you hope that the beneficials will take care of a few of them, but it won't eliminate them all. And I'm not sure if I gave it the number again. 210-308-8867. And we're looking for reports about deer and blue bonnets. If you live in a, <laughs> you live in a deer neighborhood and you had blue bonnets, we want to know if they ate them. Will they, will they eat them? Consistently. In, yeah. In, yeah, every year. Yeah. And that's, uh-huh. that's what I'm thinking about uh, with that's why i ask about that uh uh weed free uh not weed free uh, yeah. uh, i must garden l- lick fence. liquid liquid fence. Fence. Oh, okay. yeah liquid. uh now i would i would also be interested if there was anybody uh, trace mentioned snapdragons yeah and i i just uh have never thought about them being uh deer resistant so if you've had any experience with the uh, snapdragons out yeah. there, let us know. Now we tried zinnias a few times, and they yeah they uh, deer don't seem to <laughs> want to eat them much, but they stomp sure the hell out of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're brittle, and they break off. But uh, that uh, the safest one is that uh, uh, Angelone. Uh, yeah, uh, candy, uh, candy. Uh, 
Clanchula? <laughs> I don't know if Calangulas uh, are, they're called uh, winter petunias, aren't they? You know another name? Marigolds. Winter, winter marigolds. Yeah, maybe that's it. Winter marigolds. Yeah, because uh, you know a lot of a lot of times we mention the fact that they they warm up the winter cut flower garden. Yeah. Because of the the yellow and the golden and the flowers that look yeah. somewhat like Miller marigolds. But uh, Dusty Miller, uh, the the plant that stays silver. It only blooms in the spring after <laughs> it bolts, basically. And uh, that's on a deer-resistant list, deer-proof deer list. But uh, I'm going give, to give these a try, as well as I must garden, right? Yes, sir, you should. <laughs> Did you, you never sh- know, you might even like it. <laughs> yeah, the fragrance. You say it comes in minty and... Spice. Mint and spice. Mint and spice. Oh. I guess that's appropriate for a horticulturist to, to smell like a... Yeah. Uh, uh, I, can't spices. I can't decide if it, it's clove or it's uh, cinnamon, because we know I don't smell good. Oh, <laughs> oh well, nice job. Yeah, clove, clove, <laughs> clove is a nice smell. Huh? I didn't know Christ didn't smell good. Did you? Right, he's, he's very. <laughs> I'm very upfront about it. Yeah, I don't smell good. Yeah. I don't smell as good as I used to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just piggyback on each other's jokes. So. Hey, Trace, you're kind of on the front lines here. Uh, what are folks asking wow, you about? Look oh, the at train all the is kids. full. Yeah. Uh, what are people coming and asking you guys questions about now? Uh, well, they still got grass questions. Okay, and, I can um, imagine. They're still talking pre-emergence, and they've started coming in and wanting the ryegrass. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So we've already moved through a little bit of ryegrass. Uh, so if you have a Bermuda lawn that normally goes to sleep during the winter, it's a, it's time. You can overseed it with rye and have a green yard all winter long. And we don't carry that old-fashioned one anymore that got real tall because hmm. that one you had to mow every three days, even in the middle of winter. Wow. So we don't carry that one. we got ones that stay a little more manageable now. Okay. <laughs> the uh, well, that you would have to uh, unless we get start getting some rain, you'd have to water that rye gas grass to you, get it. You prob- yes, but if you want a green yard all winter, it's it's certainly uh, okay to do now. Well, the problem is if uh, if you have dogs and uh, heavy traffic areas, that they're gonna stomp that rye grass down. So the best thing to do for high, heavy traffic areas, put sod down, which we can do all winter long. We can. And it's, it's not as hard to establish and takes more traffic than ryegrass, right? It, theoretically. <laughs> A chihuahua walking the same line over and over again, you're not going to get any grass to grow. Yeah. No. The, uh, Those chihuahuas. I got, I got, I got that experience uh with my daughters, uh, those kind of dogs. You see Australian here. shepherds. Hey, look at you, Gummelton. Australian shepherds, and they were running back and forth around the fence on the fence. Yeah, which that's what dogs do. Yeah, right. I, they're barking at something or whatever, and she asked me to uh, 
And of course, when it rained, it had it got that got muddy feet and come in the house. Uh, but she asked me for for Christmas <laughs> to get rid of the mud in her backyard where the dogs run. And I just simply I, I think I got zoysia grass, uh, several uh, uh, pa- several patches or several. Uh, cuttings of uh, Georgia grass and just laid it right on top of the uh, muddy area and uh, rolled it in, put it in. Uh, we're good. And that, they, ne- they never destroyed that uh, grass. They kept running along the fence, but uh, they never destroyed that Georgia grass. I think it was... Yeah, it probably doesn't matter which Georgia you use because they're so tight-knit. And uh, they can take heavy traffic. But uh, the neat thing about it is, it, you know, up north, uh, they don't think about planting St. Augustine grass uh, and, and the, the zoysias in, in the winter because they, they think they'll freeze out. Now, zoysia won't freeze out, but uh, St. Augustine could freeze out. Hmm. If it gets extremely cold, I, I don't. I don't think Georgia even froze in this last hard freeze we had. My daughter stayed green. Stayed oh. green. Oh wow! She, her stayed green with the snowmageddon. No. Huh. <laughs> oh, that would be been here pretty. In San Antonio. Oh, she she is. Is. Okay. Yeah. And, and I was, I can't say a hundred percent green, but I can say fifty percent green. There you go. Did uh, I think the snow was a good insulator, actually. Do you know what kind oh, you used? Uh, sure, because I'm the one who got it for it. Uh, it was emerald. Emerald. Oh, my goodness. The pretty one. Uh, the old one. Old-fashioned one. Yeah. I used to have emerald all I did, the time. too. <laughs> and I got me a real mower, uh, R-E-E-L, real mower, hmm. to mow it because... Uh, you still have that? Oh. Um, I made him think. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think I do. I don't know what I, 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 I'm looking for one. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. So my daughter quits borrowing mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you you got a real more that she uses? They they yeah they they uh, borrow all kinds of things. Okay. <laughs> You're a good dad. But anyway, the uh, you can mow it with a. Very sharp rotary mower, but uh, it's, it has a tendency to, uh, when you're mowing it, if you have a low spot and you're mowing with a re, uh, rotary mower, it'll scalp it, oh. scalp it on the edges, and that's not that's not nice. But uh, when you got a real mower, it'll just cut it. It cuts it rather than crashes at all. I think we're, Calvin's getting a question from the crowd here, so turn his mic down because we're going to go to break in just a second. Oh. So get caught up with the news. Uh, don't forget, go to MillbergerNursery.com. That's MillbergerNursery.com to find out what's on sale, to find out all the events that are going to be happening here at the nursery, um, we, including the uh, mammogram screenings with, from University Health Systems. Uh, that's coming up next Sunday. Uh, more information at com and learn how you can check in 
to do that as well. You'll find out about all the activities on the uh, weekend of the 29th and 30th, including what Trey's talked about, the costume contest. You'll learn about uh, the corn. You'll learn about the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center here doing their blood drive. And you'll learn about the Lions Club as well. They're going to be here doing screening. So uh, make sure that uh, you go to millburgernursery.com to find out all the things that are going on here at Millburgers. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. More coming up on 930 a.m. The end. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Besides gardening questions, we encourage you to call. We need your help with uh, blue bonnets and deer questions. So if you've grown blue bonnets and you're in a neighborhood that gets deer, we want to know how the deer treat those blue bonnets. So uh, we need your help on that one. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Almost well, everybody's in a deer, deer neighborhood. Right? No, I mean, if you live <laughs> if you live around 410, you yeah. know, well, you could, if you live south of 410, inside the loop, you may not have deer. No. Uh, all right, so let's. Uh, but anyway, yeah. the, uh, uh, as I was walking in. Yes. I saw. I saw the my favorite hibiscus, my most adapted hibiscus for this area. Oh yeah, you saw where he put them? It was over by the horse. Y'all told me yesterday. Yeah, you found them. I found them, and uh, there's five, five, five left. Uh oh, and they're half price. Are they? Well, Trace, I thought said yesterday they were. Did they not have a sign? Uh oh, I don't think I noticed. All right, well don't don't quote me on that. <laughs> But anyway, uh, the reason, reason they're half price is because why why they half price now? I'm guessing we're kind of yeah. I remember out I t- of their I favorable t- season. There you go. Well, it's their favorable season because they're losing their leaves. Yeah. So they may not look pretty. They're, 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 they're not as pretty when they don't have leaves or flowers. <laughs> but they're they and they look dead. I mean, most yeah. most people would think they were dead, but. Uh, Perennial uh, hibiscus, uh, and that one is called Flare, and you can look it up on uh, plantanswers.com, F-L-A-R-E, Flare, like the Flare, the car, the automobile Flare. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they go dormant. If you, even if you put them in a greenhouse, they go dormant and lose their leaves and go, die back to the ground. And you cut them off at the ground, and then they're, uh, if they're large like those, they'll come back every year uh, from the ground. And that's uh, I'm pretty sure that's I know that's a Texas superstar, but uh, we kind of like to have Texas superstars that uh, do die back to the ground. So they don't get all because it makes people cut them cut them all. Oh, and uh, they don't get uh, leggy. Leggy. There you go. All right. Hey, but, hang on a second to that thought. We got a couple folks on the line. All right. Ray and Mackenzie. Ray is up first. Hi, Ray. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? How are you, Joe? 
Doing well, doing well. What's going on? I got a question for you. Okay. Out, outside my fence line, not in the yard, but outside the fence line, I noticed that uh, there's a couple of holes uh, about the size of a quarter. Every time I go out, I cover them with cement. And by the time I go out again next week, there's some more holes. What's causing these holes? Well, well, describe the holes. Yeah, what, are the, what do the holes look like? That seems strange that it would be a hole that would be that significant that you'd cover it with cement. <laughs> well, if it's... If it's uh, uh, by, by I was side. thinking... I, I was thinking that whatever made the holes, I will, if I cover them with cement, hopefully it'll die. <laughs> oh, oh, that's sad. So how how big or how wide are the holes, and how deep? About the size of a quarter. I don't know how deep they are. I just put cement in them. That's an armadillo. Oh, well, or uh, I mean, it could uh, it could, uh, it could also so be may, uh, maybe an inch deep, two inches more. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they do. Yeah, size of a quarter, and I don't know how deep they are. <laughs> they, uh, they, they put their little noses in and dig out and look for grubs. Now, if you if you find the actual den or where they're going in the ground, <laughs> your concrete may do some good, but just covering where they're digging not going to do anything. So it's armadillos. Are they doing any harm? No. It's the size of a quarter? Yeah. Their their snouts are just about that big. And they're they're not very, those holes are not very deep. I mean, they're usually, what, three or four inches deep. They're not real deep. That's because the snout's not very long. And they're just just, uh, looking for... Grubs and worms and whatever they find in that soil. Well, why is it that it it's always on the same place? <laughs> it's it's where now? Always, always in the same, the same place. place. Well, because the armadillo's home is pretty close to that place. Well, and they're they're obviously finding the grubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. So you can, you know, there's, if that if that bothers you, you could, uh, well, let's see what time what time of the year. Huh? I was thinking you could treat the, the grubs, but it really wouldn't no. be much of an impact on them now. Are you are you in the city? Yes. You're in the city. Okay, got a lot of neighbors. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The. the uh, if you want to try, they're they're almost blind, and they they move at night most of the time, about two o'clock in the morning. So you go out there at two o'clock in the morning and while they're digging, and you'll find, probably find one. Uh, if you scare them, or if you go toward them, uh, they'll run back to their den. So you can see where the den is. Follow them back to the den if you can. You sure this is not spiders or wasps or anything no, like that? No, 
Well, the the only wasp that I thought about was the the one that cicada uh, killer. Cicada killers, yeah. yeah. And they're beneficials. Um, they they eat cicadas, and uh, but they kind of they're not here around here now, are they? Yeah. Okay. But uh, I mean, they're, what Jerry, was Jerry saying? They're much more active when the in the summer cicadas, you know. yeah, are going strong. <laughs> But, but yeah, I, you, you, you I, wouldn't want to you wouldn't want uh, atta- yeah, to attack cicada killers anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't want to mess around with them. But I, I haven't noticed them around here. The cicada killers, <laughs> oh, the cicada those. But that whole what you're describing when you cover it with concrete, uh, that's easy for an armadillo just to move to the outside of the concrete. Yeah, and then, because our grubs generally located kind of in one place. Yeah, if they find If they find the grubs there, they're going to yeah. keep going back to the same place until oh, they stop yeah. finding grubs? Yeah. Okay. So what should well, Ray well, do? Well, should you, you worry what? about it or just let it go? If you, if you can track them down to their main den, you can... Uh, some, some people fill it full of water, but... Uh, an armadillo can uh, swim underwater. No, oh, okay. Arma- They're mean, like a little submarine. Armadillo, or uh, are we talking about? Uh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, what, what the kind bat- of grub are they looking for? Uh, you, it's a a grub worm, which is a got a little hard hard head and uh, curls when he's in the soil. Is that the, the, that white grub? Yeah, that we see a lot. The, the, there's there's numerous several kinds of grubs, some of which are not doing any harm in gardens, but uh, some of which eat the roots off in a when they're in a small stage. But uh, that's that's probably what's taking care of. Now, an armadillo when you go out at two o'clock in the morning. Scare the armadillo. They'll come, come and go out of the same hole in your fence. So when you see where that hole is, you might well, might well not cover it up or try to bend mend it because they'll find another hole. So just know where the hole is and get you a garbage can and. Uh, Go out, uh, go out there at two o'clock in the morning. Spot the armadillo, and go over to the hole, and uh, have one person standing by the hole with a garbage can, and then one person scaring the armadillo, and he'll run straight back, straight back to that hole, and uh, run into that garbage can because they don't can't see very well. If I go out at 2 o'clock in the morning, the armadillo is going to be my grub. <laughs> well, they're, they're, a lot of people put them in uh, chili and uh, went and barbecue them with them. They're called oyster yeah. on a half shell. Yeah. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> tell, tell us what you find out. Good luck. All right, that'll free up a line at 210-308-8867. Mackenzie, we lost you. You dropped, so uh, give us a call right back, 210-308-8867.
right. Let's see. Did I finish the <laughs> hibiscus thing? There's thought. only five left. Okay. Of the flare. Now I mean, there are some uh, some uh, Texas. The red, red, little red flower. Uh, Texas Star? Yeah. No, Texas. I don't know. Anyway, they're over there by the flare. Okay. That's and and they're, they're much taller than the flare because flare is sort of a semi-dwarf. And um, they're over there behind it. But they're losing their leaves, too. They, lo- they look tough, tough. Most un educated gardeners won't touch them because they look like they're dying but they're going dormant okay cool so it's right here at millburgers 1604 and yeah and the the deal is it's the best perennial hibiscus for this area uh but the deal is there are not many people growing them Oh. So I, I was very surprised when Trace brought them in and, and set them down on the ground down here. Yeah. And Trace, so uh, it, it's maybe that they won't have them next spring. Uh-oh. All right. Well, this is a good time to get them then. Oh, yeah. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, 866 8867. So what should folks, you know, we last month we talked about what folks should be doing in September. What do you recommend folks should be doing right now? Well, we've got sp- spinach transplants. Oh, yeah, good. yeah, that's right. We're rushing, you know, beautiful. We're, we're rushing the season a little bit, but boy, Jerry's right. These these transplants look good. Oh, yeah. And this this weather, if it continues to be mild like this, it should do uh, do fine. Uh, we might even get the the uh, lettuce to germinate, mm-hmm. and, and of course, carrots and radishes and uh, uh, rutabagas and turnips. Yeah, they'll all germinate, and then uh, broccoli. Uh, you know, all the uh, vegetables. It's uh, win- winter vegetables. It's still it's still a great time to plant them. Yeah, uh, for those of you who really like spinach. Uh, why don't you try uh, get, get, of course, you got to get several plants in a row and fertilize some of, half the row with uh, copious amounts of Osmocote Plus. That's a slow-release fertilizer. And then uh, fer- fertilize the rest of it with... Uh, slow-release slow fertilizer such as 19.59, which we have, but it's not on sale. We have the winterizer on sale. Uh, I want to... The reason I don't recommend the winterizer on spinach is because we want it to be released over a long period of time because, like Calvin was talking about, when you go ahead and and harvest spinach leaves one at a time. The uh, the uh, uh, they'll last forever, especially if they've got plenty of fertility. And spinach is a leafy crop, which means that uh, it depends on a source of nitrogen, much source of nitrogen. 
And remember also that the uh, loopers like spinach, too. That's why they're so healthy looking. Is that right? Yeah, cabbage looper. Didn't I know that? We could call them spinach loopers. Okay. And, they're uh, the same looper, though. Right? <laughs> yeah. The spinach growers always have problems keeping making sure that there's no loopers in there. Because when they harvest the spinach leaves mechanically, those loopers will get in the mix. And, uh, you know, we've got Del Monte uh, uh, yeah. cannon plant down uh, <laughs> down south in Crystal City. And there's nothing that discourages a youngster if he uh, em- empties out a can of spinach oh, and to see that beautiful little worm in there. They're cute when they're in the can. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You know, I've, I've told you the story about my girls uh, saying ooh when they saw a worm in there in yeah. the, after we'd cooked the spinach. Uh, or broccoli. It was broccoli. Oh, okay. And uh, they went, ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, they had girls' reaction. And I'd been working all day, I have to understand, in the, in the spinach field. And uh, I was tired. Too tired to put up with that stuff. Oh. And so <laughs> Dr. Sam Cotner was with me. <laughs> was, was eating with us. The guy wrote the vegetable book. And so while they were, when they went into that uh, rage, <laughs> as kids will do, I reached over and I said, this, this looper has been eating broccoli all of its life. Theoretically, it is broccoli. They say theoretically, do they understand? And I reached over, put wow. him in my mouth. I ate him. Okay. With that, with that, Sam and I were at the table alone. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody left the table. <laughs> I don't know why people are so uh, squeamish. Is no, now, now eating things like loopers and crickets and roaches is a big <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, right? yeah. You were ahead of your time. <laughs> but Sam looked at me and said, his eyes blinking. That's when he got upset. He said, why did you do that? I said, for the peace and the quad (laughs) that we have here. (laughs) Hey, let's take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867 is our number. Give us a call and be a part of the show. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. So I've got some advice for you as it relates to that tree hugger sprinkler. Uh, the winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for the best new product to uh, help you uh, water your trees, keep them healthy, keep that root ball uh, nice and wet, uh, water the drip line. Uh, go to treehuggersprinklers.com. That's with an S, treehuggersprinklers.com. And there you can see them. Um, and uh, you can see what they look like. It'll give you an idea of what they do. They've got a hinge on it. It's a hard plastic sprinkler. Uh, it's got a hinge on it, so it opens up and closes around the tree. So it hugs it in three different sizes, 7, 11, and 15-inch. Now, uh, the other thing to do is to come to Millburgers 
uh, or HEB sells them too, to get them because it's cheaper than getting them online. So if you want to get one, see how they work, you get excited about it, you just uh, come on over here and you can pick them up and you'll save money on them because, yeah, there's no shipping costs. So uh, uh, check them out here at Mill Burgers. Like I said, our HEB and uh, a good product. I'm going to use mine tomorrow to water on my watering day to uh, water my yard, too. It's uh, not what we talk about them being about. They're not called a yard hugger. But uh, they do a great job because they uh, do such a thorough job of watering. You hug they, the grass? I man? hug the grass, yes. <laughs> So Tree Hugger Sprinklers, uh, go to treehuggersprinklers.com to learn more. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Right, and you, you can uh, see the yeah. Tree Hugger Sprinkler on That's right, uh, I forgot about that. Plantanswers.com. And uh, it shows how I use them, and how I uh, think they, uh, they fit into the category of uh, drip irrigation. Okay. I use them very small. I mean, it's just very low volume. But uh, yesterday we were talking about it, and Calvin said that we should Uh-oh. stick to the... Did you have a question? Oh, oh Okay. <laughs> We should stick to the SAW's definition, not try to change the SAW's definition. Okay. Or and, of course, you know, I, I'm not a non-controversial guy. Yeah. And so last night I looked up the SAW's definition oh, okay. of drip irrigation. Yeah. It says drip irrigation means an irrigation system uh, that applies water at a predetermined control, low flow level, directly to the roots of plants and that's what my tree hugger does because i control the uh low flow level you know i put put barely turn it on and in the pictures uh plant answers uh and you'll see that i indicate that uh you want want to turn it on to 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 the uh well setting that uh that you only have a squirt yeah. coming out at four to four to six inches, and that's how that's a control yeah. method, and that is also the control uh, that we uh, use for uh, drip irrigation. Well, so Mark, Mark, sorry, the de- the difference between Jerry's definition and the saw's definition. This is the saw. But but you're you're describing the tree hugger, the the key on that sauce. Now I don't know know that I agree with it, but the key on there is that it is a, a set application, and the tree hugger does not have a set application. It can be ch- changed, and you talk about it being you know. Has a set application. What does that mean? That mean that means Just that so you, you can adjust you know, it. Uh, uh, when you turn on your drip irrigation, you know how much water is it's released the same same amount every every time you turn it on. Yeah. So that's that's their definition includes that as part of the definition for drip irrigation. And they, I, they don't they don't allow they don't allow a a, 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 a fluctuation. Yeah. Like, a, you know, you, the, the level of water can't be changed constantly with, drip, with it, their it, definition of drip irrigation. It's not with a no, tree hugger. It, but it can be. 
That's the key. What do you mean? You can't. You don't change it. You personally don't change it, but someone else can, so it counts as a sprinkler. That's my guess. No. That's uh, well, true. You, that you, is. You, you need to argue with Saws about this. Okay. Here's, a, here's another. Uh, I found I, I, a bunch I, of definitions. That's okay. No. Drip irrigation right now is we a got controlled the application Yeah, I think this is inappropriate, Jerry. Yeah. Just, it's you, not inappropriate. You take, yes, it, it, you take it up with Saws. Right now we've got a definition. Mark explained it to us. So yeah. Just you read this definition, which I've just we, told you applies well, to any sprinkler. No. Yeah, and Mark explained that it did not. It does. So since Mark is handing out the fines <laughs> uh, as one of the ones, I would go with Mark's definition. Okay. All right. Not the definition. Here's the definition. Well, that, you, that you, was written you, several you, you years need, ago. Drip irrigation is the controlled, solar, slow application of water to the soil. Right. That's one definition. Yeah, but that's not the def. It's not you and I who determine the definition, yeah. unless we're in, unless they put us on one of those committees. Yeah, you need to get on a committee, and, and then then we come to a conclusion what the definition is. But the Saws has gone through this, and including me arguing with them mm-hmm. on on the, their definition of drip irrigation. But I mean, they, you know. You or I don't necessarily think that's an appropriate definition, but that's the definition that they have. And we don't want, I don't think we want to uh, drag our gardeners into the. Yeah. Well, because of the drought, the worst drought in history. But uh, we no, need, we it's need because to of the regulations. The yeah. SAWS determines what the regulations are, and they determine based on input from citizen committees. What I'm saying is they need, maybe we need to, uh, de- uh, during this drought, we need to expand the definition. So you need to call, call you know some people at SAWS, yeah. you should call them up and explain to them that they should expand it. But in the meantime, the definition still is not the tree hugger or any sprinkler at any well, it works best if we don't publicly yeah, cause disagree gonna, on the definition. They're going to get dif- and people are going to get confused. Hmm. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call. We talked about plants we could plant in October, but uh, we did not talk about uh, other things that people can be doing in the bed. Um, like uh, y'all were talking about um, pre-emergence, or what was the one you were said it was cool enough? Well, we were to use now. We were debating whether this is past the time we oh. normally you would use a pre-emergent uh, for lawn weeds, but because of the the situation and the the, the weeds are really not haven't germinated yet. I, I'm in my article I mentioned that it may be. Uh, you may get the, the kind of effect you want by applying, still by applying a pre-emergent. But, it, you know, but admitting the fact that it's uh, past the normal time. And then the other thing we talked about was the um, fertilizer. And, and, and Jer- yeah. I agree, agree with Jerry on the uh, 
depends on what your state of your lawn is, at which fertilizer you would use. You know, if it was lush or green, it's, you've been irrigating it, then the winterizer works fine. Uh, if you if it's not as um, green and lush, uh, the slow-release lawn fertilizer is probably a better a better choice. You got a, a longer period when the lawn could use the nutrients and um, have it still be efficient. What was the thing we were talking about? You asked Trace, and I think you said, I think it's cool enough to start using blank. Was that the weed-free zone? or yeah, the weed-free zone. Okay. And what are you getting rid of with that? Just weeds? Just weeds. It's not a pre-emergent? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Weed-free zone? Oh, it's a, con- a broadleaf contact. Okay. Pre-emergent, like it's crew or dimension. Yeah, it's a post-emergent. Oh, right. after they grow. After, after, after okay. they grow. All right. Cool. And let's see. Uh, you said I can put down grass if I'm using sod yeah. anytime. Yeah. Um, if you can find it. <laughs> well, I think we have them. I don't I know well, varieties. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, this time of the year, depending, sometimes there's rain. And, yeah. I and think, I think cool. they've gotten more over at uh, Bay City and uh, where they grow the sod. And they, oh, they've got more rain? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. But uh, are I, any of the tropical storms looking like that we may be in? That would be. I, I don't know why that last storm didn't go into uh, New, or, New, New Orleans. Orleans. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> New Orleans is in a drought. New Orleans is hurt. If you look at New Orleans. Uh, headlines, are they really? Yeah, they haven't had rain for a long time. I think I've seen headlines. Now, maybe it's over. But I thought I saw headlines that said <laughs> that they were. That's going to go. They were like hurt. the farmers say. You know, that last drought was. Yeah. Solved by a flood. Yeah, but gosh, in New Orleans, you have plants that really, really love rain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, uh, they're expecting it. Now, their water table is close, close to the surface, isn't it? I think meaning that they at water, sea level? Yeah, yeah. No, they're below sea level. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. Well, is that a 50-inch rain zone or a 40-inch rain zone? I don't know. We're we're thirty, so yeah. um, I suspect oh. it's close to fifty. Yeah, but uh, Dennis will have to. Uh, Tennessee is. What is Tennessee? Yeah, well, Tennessee wherever. gets fit fifty too. Yeah. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Can't take my eyes off that blue plumbago. Yeah, it's pretty. I like the. It's not the typical light blue. It's got kind of a purpley blue to it. You think, think that's a new one, huh? I don't know if it is or not. It's, it's different than some <laughs> of the sure others we've pretty. had. Yeah. Do you think it's new, or is it just an old variety that looks better than no? The ones it's we... it's new. Uh, it came on the market uh, thirty years ago, maybe or less, because uh, uh, James Spivey and uh, working at uh, Color Spot the big nursery here and uh we're look, looking through their plants to try to find a uh, darker blue than they were selling that was his job but uh, he never found it and uh he he just when he left he just discarded all his blue plumbago to my backyard 
down the hill. The one. Oh that, yeah, that's the right. one that I don't water and come back every year, and uh, that's that stupid stuff. <laughs> Came back, uh, cause it went dormant when it got so dry, but it's still getting dry, uh, and I have never watered it. Maybe that inch, couple of inches of rain that I had in my area. Uh, it brought it out. It was blooming within days, and uh, and now it's going going kind of going back. But uh, it's it's a hanger on. I went through all the freezes. Oh gosh, yeah. Because it it goes to the ground. It goes to the ground. The Texas like the we, we like for our Texas superstars to do. And uh-huh. people uh, people call in and all the time and want a small growing blooming uh, plum uh, plumbago and uh, they said mine got uh, uh, five four to five feet tall blue plumbago and I said well all you need to do is cut it yeah cut it in half I've seen it hedged I mean oh yeah it, it yeah. really responds it doesn't mind it at all yeah you won't kill it. No. Uh, we'll talk about more of that in a moment. James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? I'm doing fine, Melton. Hey, Good. listen, I didn't get to call in or even listen last week. Um, uh, I wanted you to because oh, hey. yeah, Mark, uh, Mark was the one that answered your question. Did you? Did he? Did he did email? He? Yeah. I'll look through my no. emails again and send it to you. Let me see if I can okay. find what he wrote. Hang on. You okay, keep, you, you, what what you day keep did talking. he answer? Maybe I can listen to the podcast. I haven't even. Oh had no, a no, no. He, he. I thought he sent you an email. Um, but, no. Okay. I don't think so. Unless it went to my spam folder and I didn't check it. All right. I'm gonna look and see. What is it, what the name of that tree? Or, uh, uh, yeah, that plant. Yeah. Let's yeah, see. I sent, I sent a handful of pictures. Yeah. Request for assistance identifying. There you so go. So what he's what he say? Um, gum. Bernelia, Bernelia, Bumilia, Bumilia. Oh, okay. All right. I guess I was wrong because that's what the extension agent down there in Jordanton thought it was. So I guess that's what it is. There you go. All right. Um, Does it have thorns on it? Oh my God! Yes. When I when I mow around it with the lawn tractor, you got to be careful because they'll they'll bite you. (laughs) Yeah, and the uh, the branches have a little tendency to break off and. Uh, well, I try not to bother him too much because of the thorns. Uh-huh. I always think mine kind of jump jump out after me. Sounds like okay, a I good... Gotta, go, go ahead. I got a related question because I got several of them. And when I mow them down, I actually had some bulldoze down about a year ago <laughs> to clear a pad. Literally to clear a pad for, uh, anyway, for some concrete. And they keep they keep coming up, just shoots and whatnot. So what's I want to get rid of some of these. You cut them down, they grow back strong every time. Is that stump fine or whatever killer? Is that ideal to use on those to get rid of them? Or they won't come it, back. I don't. I don't think ideal is a good word, but it, it works. But you, you, uh, you have you get some that come up on the kind of the side, especially old, old mature plants like you're talking about. Mm. But it, it works. I mean it, that it would just oh. you would. You would have to cut them down, and then apply 
the product to that to that prune and then a month later you uh, might have uh, two out of two out of ten return and you'd have to do it again just retreat yeah uh, the re- remedy wouldn't have to be cut yeah, that's use right. remedy just put yeah, it on you, there if okay you can, if you can you go you, through the bark yeah if you if the, the none of the plants around would be a problem with remedy that that might be the solution there well wasn't trace Suggesting too that with a cut vine and stump killer, you could actually just paint it on the bark. Yeah, you didn't have to. Or no. Good luck well. on, on Bumelia. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, is there a better way to eradicate these that that I want to get rid of? Because no, but I like Jerry's idea of, news. Uh, of the yeah. remedy. If you can, you could you could just spray the, the sprout plant yeah. the, the plants. But you'd have to have some foliage or stem that would be exposed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How, well, big they're, are, they're, how big are your trees? Are they like fifteen? I've feet? got all. I've got. I've got so many of all sizes. The ones that I keep mowing down and cutting down and have bulldozed. Well, I'm looking at some now. They they were cut down a year ago. They're probably four feet tall now. Yeah. Now yeah. That, that that might the four feet tall ones might work well with yeah. remedy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, at least I know what it is. Um, well, that's, did he, that's what, the, did that's he, what they use in the brush country, I think. Remedy. Yeah. Well, this was brush country at one time. Yeah. Um, so, but it, did he mention or did he say anything? Or I can try to research more. Is the fruit edible? Because that was my main thing. Uh, if the bird, I the birds like it. I know. No, he didn't answer that. He he gave a. Uh, yeah. Oh, he did give a column. I'll send it to you. Okay. All right. Hey, I appreciate that. You don't have deer, do you? Uh, we have some. I see them during the rut in the neighborhood. I'll, I'll see some bucks run across the road when I used to get up before sun up, but uh, I don't have a lot. I don't have any on my property. Oh, okay. So we were going to uh, ask well, about blue one, bonnets and the deer. one I had on my property was hanging in from my oak tree when my son shot it. And I uh, okay. It <laughs> Sounds like the freezer thing again. Okay. Thank you, James. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. We've got to take a quick break. Sorry, Trace. Hang on a sec. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. And you're back with us here at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And you're, of course, listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. We uh, had a question. I'll tell you that in just a second. But we did talk about saws and the water restrictions and uh, stage two watering. Uh, if you're wondering when you can use your sprinkler, I'll tell you. Uh, it is on your designated day. So it's the last digit of your uh, address, 0 to 1. Uh, 0 or 1 is on Monday. 2 or 3 is on Tuesday. 4 or 5 is on Wednesday. 6 or 7 is on Thursday. And 8 or 9 is on Friday. And you may have noticed that Saturday and Sunday wasn't included. So that's because they are not designated watering days. So... Uh, you can find out all the rules, especially about hand watering and irrigation systems and soaker hoses and all that by going to saws.org. And I'll look for stage two, a forward slash stage two. It'll tell you all you need to know. You want to avoid getting the fines. You want to keep your yard looking good, create a win-win. And you want to be a good citizen and, and uh, just uh, uh, be a good water steward. And this allows you to do just that. So... Uh, Check it out at uh, saws.org forward slash 
um, forward slash stage two to get all the information. And uh, you'll find out all there, including the fines and what they are and all that good stuff, too, as Jerry said. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Mike is on the line. Hi, Mike. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Uh, well, not real good. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a lack of tomato problem. Uh, I only bought three supposed to be a large or big cherry tomato plants and yeah. they they bush up the plants are big the leaves are not filling out and they're they put a couple of blooms out but haven't put any tomatoes on them at all you say the leaves stay small uh small? yeah they say real small and and thin looking not yeah, you know they don't fill out like a tomato leaf you haven't been using a herbicide around there somewhere have you well, I don't think so. I, I did use some uh, uh, horse manure, well-composted compa- horse manure for fertilizer. Mm. Is, uh, and that, is that the only variety you've got? Yeah, but I just bought, I, yeah, I just bought the, the three tomato plants. I got a friend of mine that likes them, so I was gr- kind of growing them for him, really. Okay. What else have you got planted there? Nothing. I've got these separate from everything else. I put these in uh, those big old Perina molasses pots, those big old dark, yeah. dark orange or red pots. Yeah. And uh, they they grow up. They've got size on them. But like I say, the leaves are, are real small. You know, they don't, they just don't fill out like a, a tomato leaf. And then I think I got about six blossoms, and they didn't make anything at all. Yeah. Has, have you had success in that spot before? This is the first time container. I've ever tried it. Yeah, the first time I've ever tried it there. The uh, uh, and you used. Uh, how did you mix that horse manure? It was well composted. It'd been sitting out there for years and years. I mixed it up and put it in the bottom of the pot, and then I put sand on top of it. Okay. Uh, you just got sand. Where did you get the sand? It came out of my yard out in the back, and there's no, there hadn't been any herbicides or anything out there. Okay. And uh, and where do you live? Are you in Atascosa County or somewhere? I'm about five miles northwest of Poteet. Okay. Okay. So you Poteet sand. Uh, the only thing I can figure, if you if there hadn't been a herbicide sprayed out there somewhere. There, there's a remote possibility that that uh, horse manure had some uh, had some uh, gray zone, I think they call it, grazon. Yeah. Uh, do you know, are the, the horses stable horses, or are they out grazing? No, they're out grazing. Okay. Uh, on Bermuda, we got Bermuda, or what have you got? Well, now. This summer, especially, most of what they're eating is is hay that I've had brought in. I talked oh, to the okay. guy that produced the hay, and they said they didn't put anything on it. Okay. So, uh, I can't think of anything other than that that would make those leaves stay small, and the fruit abort like that. And yeah. the, the plants plants grow 
like if you get 2,4-D, uh, they get hit, hit with 2,4-D, the plants will actually grow faster uh, with a 2,4-D with application. Uh, so I don't know what to tell you. That large cherry that you got is, is, is pretty good, is a, is a good variety. Been on the market for years. And uh, you say it doesn't even bloom, right? I got between three plants. I got <laughs> maybe six blooms, and that was it. Uh, yeah, that's something going on. Uh, the uh, where where are they located? Are they in full sun? The one is in full sun. The second one gets sun about two thirds of the day, and the last one about half the day. Okay. And they, there's there's like no difference in them. They all look the same. They all spindly yeah. and, and just not producing. Well, I don't know what to tell you. That's a good. That's a pretty good variety. Uh, I don't think we had it in our, our heat setting, heat heat test, heat setting test. But um, I don't know what to tell you. I will tell you. It doesn't look like things are going to get better. No, I didn't think if, so. If, if that's a if that's a herbicide thing, try. Yeah. Um, let's see, what could you try to plant in there that would give you an indication? Maybe maybe uh, some some uh, radishes or turnips yeah. or some leafy crop like that. Right in the uh, right in the container. Yeah, it should it should show the if it's a herbicide. It should show uh, the results symptom, fairly quick. Symptom, yeah. yeah, symptom. But I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry it happened. Yeah, well, I love it, horse manure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do too, except when I got to shovel around. Uh, <laughs> well, if, if you do run that little experiment, let us know how it turns out. Yeah. Okay, I will. Thank you anyway. Okay. All right. Thank good luck. Like, sorry. All right, we had another Mike who called and couldn't stay on the line, and uh, he said his issue was before the rain, the ground in his yard was cracked up. After the recent rains, it's still the same. What recommend what recommendations do you have for uh, his grass? Should he use topsoil for the ground? I guess sand. What no. Can, what can he do? None of that. Okay. Yeah, just wait. Wait till he gets some rain. Yeah. Okay. That's water. That's easy. Oh. Okay. Water-related. That's what I figured. He's, yeah, he's prob- he, can, he can top dress in, you know, February or so or so, later, but it yeah. really is probably not the best thing to do right now. Oh, okay. All right, 210-308-8867. Uh, sorry, Mike. <laughs> What's up? Oh, do you have a question? Yes, I do. Can, you add, can we ask it on the air? All right. Well, wait, we're Trace do with the mic. There it is, right there. That mic will be on the air. We have a few minutes left, and we'll answer it as best we can before we have to go. You're on the air. Yes, I have a question. I have a sweet potato vine that has been flourishing throughout the summer. Good. And now it seems to not be that pretty dark green, but it's, uh, I don't know if it's withering away. <laughs> what do I need to do to, to yellow? I mean, yes, is it yes, the yellow it's going one? yellow on me. Yes, but once I put a, a half a gallon of water on it, it perks up, and then is it in a container? 
It's in a, uh, a a big a big container. Actually, it's a huge bird bath. Okay. That it sits in and it flows over. But when I walk around all these uh, commercial places, theirs are as green as this sign here and flourishing. Now you so, say green, you mean yellow. Well, mine's yellow. Yours are yellow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the yellow's supposed to stay yellow, not green. Is there some type of, uh, like, ironite or s- no, vitamins no. or? You can't. You can't. Can't turn an orange. I mean, a yellow potato vine. Yeah. Green. How can I help it? I guess that's what I'm. How can I help it? Uh, help it to turn green. Yes. No. The way I. The way no. it was when I bought it. You say it was green when you bought it, rather than a, a decorative, uh, the yellow Jerry's talking about? Yeah. Uh, sweet potato vines aren't yellow. Yeah, the ornamentals are. Well, I'm talking about, I'm looking around here for one. Yeah, they used to have them <laughs> in hanging baskets, I don't Yeah, yeah they just flow and grow. And you see them all over the, the malls and yeah. plants and stuff like that. So now the, the regular sweet potato is green. I mean, all green. of them are green. Yes, yes. I want it to turn green again. <laughs> it's yellow now. Okay. It, 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 did it vine? Did it vine have a lot of Oh, yeah, growth? yeah, yeah. It's just flowing down, yeah. flowing down. Okay. Uh, yes. I don't know if you got a regular sweet potato or not. Well, if it was green. Well, they come in purple, too. Yeah, right. Purple or gold. Yeah. yeah. I have a green one, but it's not green anymore. It's yellow. Yeah. going yeah. yellow. Yes. Uh, what advice could you all give me to make this potato, sweet well, potato vine? It's getting, it's getting ready to freeze, you know. Okay, so it gets has, colder. has it already seen its days already? Do they Probably just so you could uh, if you could fertilize it with uh, something like Miracle Grow? Okay, for a uh, water soluble fertilizer. You say it's in a fountain or something. Bird bath. I'm sorry. Uh, so you said the plant is in a large. It's in a huge, large bird bath. Bird that bath. I I no? converted over. Yeah. Picture a huge, big, huge bird bath, but I put a. Yeah, oh, the sweet potatoes actually got roots in the water. Yes, it, it's it's rooted into the soil. Yeah, in the bird bath. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, if you, how much? Are we talking a large, large quantity of water? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was saying put Miracle Grow in the. In the bird bath. <laughs> well, I think but, the bird bath is full, filled with soil. There's no water in the bird bath anymore? No. Or, okay, no, it's just no, all filled no, with soil. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not growing in water. Right. And when you say huge, what? I didn't hear what you said with the cars going by. Okay. No, it's it's a uh, it's almost uh, the size of a barrel, a, whis- a half a whiskey barrel. Oh, that's okay. how big. Oh, that's yeah. big. Yeah, it's a big one. I okay. think I paid close to $800 for it. Wow. But I don't want any more water in it, so I just made it uh, okay. into a yeah. planter. A lot, of, a lot of people do their swimming pools that way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Fill the swimming pools up yes. with uh, soil. Okay, so Miracle-Gro? Miracle-Gro. 
right. and uh, and y'all keep talking. Hold on, we got to we got to kind of wrap up the show. Hang on a second. All right, we're going to call it a day. Thanks to Shemaya back at the station, doing a great job getting all the calls on the air and making it sound so good. I'm Milton Glick. We're going to see you back here at the nursery next week on The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.